Hello geniuses, welcome back to the Own Your Genius podcast, where we discuss building businesses, growing brands, and owning your genius. I'm your host, brand attorney LaConya Murray. We have a good one for you today, but before we get started, let me ask you, have you joined the Genius Lounge? It's a place where all of us geniuses hang out to discuss intellectual property, business, and mindset. If you're looking for a community of motivated, high achievers doing what they need to do to succeed in business and life, you need to head over to the Genius Lounge. You can join us at joinlikani.com. Now, I promise you that today's episode was a good one, so let's get started. Welcome to Murray's Law. We move this thing to once a month just to make sure that it's providing value to everyone. So for everyone that is new, I am brand attorney LaConya Murray. I am the owner of Alchemark IP Solutions, where I help clients throughout the United States own their genius through trademarks, copyright, and business development. So thank you so much for joining us. We have some great questions today. And where I'm going to start is where I left off this afternoon with my Instagram post. So I started doing this thing on Instagram, like random thoughts where I just jump on. My goal is two minutes. So far, I've been really close and just have like random thoughts and tips. And today's random thought or tip was that your LLC will not save you from trademark infringement. And I wanted to go into that a little bit more tonight and then also jump into some of the questions that we had. So when I say that your LLC is not going to save you from trademark infringement, this is what I mean. I have a lot of people who think that because the name is available in this their state database and then they form an LLC with it, that's going to protect them as a trademark. And what you have to realize is when we're talking about LLCs and trademarks, we're really talking about two different things. So your LLC is for the state. That's when you register your business with the state and it's letting them know that, hey, you know what? I want you to see me and my business separate. I want you to keep my business liability separate from my personal assets. So if you get into a lawsuit, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do on the LLC side, if you get sued in the business, it won't affect you personally. That's what you're asking for when you form an LLC. It's state regulated. It's not federal. That's why when you go and file your taxes, you have to elect how you're going to be taxed. If you're a single member LLC, and when we say member, we mean owner, then your taxes will pass through you. Or you can be elected to be taxed as an S-corp, and that's just a separate tax designation. It's not anything to do with a business entity, right? Now, when you're forming that LLC, many times what you have to do is go through your state database and see if the name is available. Some states are more strict on what they will allow you to do. Some states, like here in Alabama, you can get a name that's very similar to another name if it has like little differences. Some people have the same name. The only difference is one's an LLC and one might be incorporated. Other states are more strict. Either way it goes, just because it's available in your state database doesn't mean that it's available for trademark registration. So when we're talking about trademarks, what we're talking about is, you know, how do consumers identify the source of your good or your service? So when we're talking about good or service, we're talking about, you know, if you're an attorney, talking about me, or if you sell, you know, headphones, if you produce headphones, because there's a difference between producing headphones and selling headphones, the producing of the headphones, you want to protect the headphones as a good, the selling, like you have a store, that's a service, two different things, right? But either way it goes, you know, your trademark is going to identify the source of that good or service. You can have a trademark that's different from your business name. Your business name is just so the state can keep up with you and know who has a business, who are we collecting money from, who's paying these fees, who's paying these taxes. Your trademark is to protect consumers. So 
when we're talking about your trademark in your LLC, it's really possible to have an LLC name that infringes on someone's trademark. Because when you're doing that search in your state database, it's not taking into account all the other states that are out there. It's literally just looking in that state. It's a state database. So it's possible for your name to infringe on someone's trademark, even your LLC name. If you start using the name that you registered on the state level with your LLC, if you start using that as your brand identifier, it's possible that just because it's available in the state, it's still possible for it to infringe on someone's trademark, which is why I always say when you're forming a business, yes, it's good to look in that state database because it lets you know if the name's available on the state level, but don't commit to it as a trade name until you do a trademark clearance search. I literally had this call last week with a young lady and it was really heartbreaking. The young lady that I spoke with last week, she was really excited. She had a great business, right? But she received a cease and desist letter and she received that cease and desist letter because even though she was able to get the name on the state level, it was infringing on someone's trademark and they didn't have one trademark. They had like four of them, which is why I always say just because you're not protecting your brand at this moment doesn't mean that someone's not protecting their brand, which means you have to do a trademark clearance search because now it's going to cost her what it would have cost her to protect her brand. It's going to cost her more than that to rebrand because the inventory she has, she has to get rid of the inventory and then she has to pay to rebrand. So that's that. Uh, that's me just finishing up my thought from early today because I only had two minutes because it's a random thought. I'm going to jump into the next question and you guys can put your question in the chat box. If you have a question as we're going up, put them in the chat box and I will answer them. Let's see. The next question has to do with basically they're becoming, a, I don't want to say influence, but they're creating a YouTube channel and certain catchphrases, right? And they want to know like, can I trademark? Is this what you mean when you're talking about protect your brand and your content? Can this be protected? So when it comes to your YouTube channel and even just your social media in general, so you have a YouTube channel, maybe your social media platform of choice may be Instagram or TikTok or something of that nature, right? When you're thinking about trademarks, what you have to realize is that trademarks protect brand identifiers. So if you have a service right? If you have a YouTube channel, for example, your service can be education and entertainment in whatever field you're in. So my YouTube channel will be you know, business and law, education in the areas of business and law. So you can get a trademark for your name, which again, so when you're forming a YouTube channel or a podcast, it's really important to do a trademark clearance search before you commit to those names, make sure that they're available. And you can do that by doing a Google search. You can do that by just searching the name. And what you want to do is make sure is the name not just available for the YouTube or podcast, but anything that's related, right? So for instance, there is a podcast out there with the name, but they also have a service and that service is related to what you're talking about. So maybe you have the podcast, they have the service, but your podcast is related to what their service is. There could be a possible conflict, especially today when a lot of businesses are getting into creating content through YouTube and podcasts. So those are just kind of things that you need to think about as it relates to that. And then as it relates to catchphrases, and this goes into the question that's here in the chat, which is, hey, Tamara, can you clarify if a tagline needs to be trademarked along with the business name? So this goes along with that. So when it comes to short phrases, like catchphrases and taglines, catchphrases and taglines are two different things. 
And I think about catchphrases as short phrases, just treat things that people want to put on a shirt. So this one right here is a shirt that I got from Mess in a Bottle. And it says, be great today, the universe. Love this shirt. Love the message, right? But this shirt, as is, is not a trademark because it doesn't identify the source of a good or a service. It's just a cute phrase on a shirt that makes people smile and happy, right? On the other hand, if you think about a short phrase as a tagline, like Nike's just do it, Nike's just do it is actually a tagline because it identifies the source of a good or a service. They actually use that tagline in association with the good or service that they have. We have a trademark for our tagline, which is operate in your realm of genius while we operate in ours. That's our tagline, right? And we have a trademark for it because it identifies the source of a good or a service. So if you have a tagline, a short phrase that identifies the source of a good or a service, then that's a trademark and you need to protect it, especially if it is something that if you saw someone else using it to identify the source of their good or service, you will be upset about, right? And then I want to just kind of talk about this as well as we talk about you know taglines for your business. I had the thought that when we're talking about trademarking and protecting our brand, right? Well, sometimes what people want to do is, well, I have my trade name, I have a logo and I have a tagline. I want to save money and I just want to put it all together and trademark it, right? And you can do that. But for the most protection, you need to trademark your trade name, your logo, your tagline, because trademarks protect same or similar. And if you have everything together, then the argument that something is infringing on your mark gets weaker if let's say they're only infringing on part of the mark. So you have this trade name, logo, and tagline, all trademarked as one, but what someone else is trying to trademark is similar to your trade name, not everything else. So now if you were to protect this by itself, right, the argument will be that this related to the other mark and will cause confusion. But when it's all together, that argument becomes a little weaker. So that, that question. And speaking of logos, logos and domain, I want to talk about both those things. These are really good questions. So trademarking a logo. So we talked about, you know, if you have all these things here about trademarking them separate, I will, I'm going to pull, take away the trade name. I'm going to take away the tagline and just focus here on the logo. Don't ask me why my logo is a circle. Actually, maybe it's a circle because my car is a circle. You know, like that's like our little thing, like a little car is a circle. Anywho, so we're going to focus on the logo. What I always tell people when it comes to that logo, make sure that it's a logo that you love, not like. Because any changes you make to that logo, you're going to have to get a new trademark for it. If you look in the database, Starbucks has several different trademarks for their logo, the lady. But when they make changes to her, they have to get a new one. So that's what that's what I always tell people, especially when they're just starting their business. And they're like, oh, I want to trade my, my logo. Please start with your trade name first, because the likelihood of your trade name changing is a lot lower than your logo. I'm on my second logo. I really have no intentions of trademarking my logo. I've trademarked my trade name. I've trademarked my tagline. And I have probably like six other trademarks to file this year. Because if we go back to the example, when I was telling you about the story of the young lady that contacted me because she had received a cease and desist letter, the thing about that was they didn't have one trademark. You know, you have one trademark, you can try to come up with an argument to why there's no conflict. But when you have four trademarks, it's a lot tougher when you really hem it up, when you protect it from all angles. So that's that trade name, that's that 
trade name and logo. That's the logo. That's the, you know, submark. When they're doing all of those things, it makes it really difficult to say, oh, there's no likelihood of confusion because they have it all tied up. And that's what we want you to do. We want you to have your brand all tied up. And when it comes to trademarks, again, it helps consumers identify the source of a good or a service. When we talk about domain names, because I get this a lot when I ask people, or oh, when did you start using the trademark? And they say, oh, well, I bought the domain in 1986, but my business I'm going to launch in two months. You purchasing that domain name is not a trademark. Think of the domain, the URL as an address. So it's telling you where Target is, right? It's not Target. It's telling you where Target is. That's what that domain is. And so I have successfully trademarked a domain name, but they were using it as a brand identifier. They weren't just using it as, you know, the URL. They were using it in their marketing as a brand identifier. So you purchasing that domain doesn't give you any type of priority over anyone that might actually be using the mark in commerce to identify the source of a good or service. And when it comes to you creating your content, in particular your YouTube or maybe your podcast, keep in mind that like this video that I'm recording is protected by copyrights. Why? Because copyrights protect original work, original work in a fixed tangible form. So fixed tangible form. And so once I record it, it's now a fixed tangible form and it's original because I'm not copying anyone to create this. This is my video. I, I hadn't spliced this or anything of that nature. And the same thing as it relates to podcasts. Here's a question that I want to talk about. If we go back to the domain, right? So some people have online stores and that's why, they, that's why that domain comes into play. They want to use that domain as proof that they're, you know, selling products on this online store. But that's not how you show proof. You don't show proof by using the domain name. And my hands are representing the URL bar. You can't see it, but imagine that's the URL bar, right? That domain, that URL doesn't represent that. What you'll have to do is use the actual trademark to identify the store. So if you go to target.com, you're going to see that they have their logo in this corner here. You don't have to put yours in the corner. If you go to our website, you, when you're in the Genius Lounge, you're going to see, if you go to our store, you're going to see the Genius Lab because we call our store the Genius Lab. You see, there's a so there's a pattern here. You know, Genius, we like Genius. We do love Genius because, yeah, we like it. So Genius Lab, but you see how we're using it. So it identifies that as the store, as the source of our online store. Great, great, great. So these are great questions that we have. I have one more place to look. I'm waiting on this to pull up. How's everyone's Monday? Just another panic Monday. Come on. All right. I don't see any more questions. I don't see any more questions. There we go. So those are the questions that we have today. So I want to make sure that you know that we have Murray's Law every second Monday. And you can log into your dashboard and just click submit a question. And you can submit your question. And then you'll be able to watch this replay by logging into the dashboard. All right, since we have a little bit of time, let's see. Yay, I'm glad you joined the call too. I'm glad you were able to make it. I like having it once a month because I feel like people get more value out of that. I also would invite anyone who has not joined the Genius Insider. If you have not joined our legal membership program, please do so. Do so tonight. Go ahead and apply because it's a great program and it's at a very 
great price. You can't beat free consultations, free document review, discounted trademarks. Like you literally cannot beat that. You can go to the geniusinsider.co for more information about the R program. And that's all I have. Let's take this conversation over to the Genius Lounge. I want you to share this episode with three friends and have them meet you there. But you know what to do before you go. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and rate the podcast. Until next week, I want you to keep building your business, growing your brand, and owning your genius.